Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind-blowing neuroscience of pain, and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real, long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me, and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you, and living your fearless and fulfilling life. So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no fluff, natural, science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Now, let's talk about chronic pain treatments, okay? In this episode, I want to talk about the treatments that you need to address chronic pain through a nervous system approach. And specifically, I want to talk about the science behind those treatments, okay? Now, I'm sure that you've heard me talking a lot at this point, quite a lot about the nervous system sensitivity and how it contributes to pain, right? Because yes, friends, when we have stubborn pain or chronic pain, if you have a nervous system, then you'd benefit from nervous system retraining, right? Regardless of where your pain is or regardless of how it started or what your diagnosis is, if you have a nervous system, your pain is no doubt tied to some changes in the nervous system. Now, the good news is that we can address those changes, those nervous system changes that are at the the underlying hidden root cause or contributor to stubborn pain. As a chronic pain specialist, I have a lot of people that tell me that they have tried everything and nothing has worked, right? My clients, you know, you guys have lists a mile long of all the things that they've tried that, that that haven't had any lasting impact or have just simply kind of covered up the pain like a Band-Aid. And so when nothing works, it can really get to a point where it feels like nothing else will ever work. And I totally understand that feeling. I understand why you might feel hopelessness or why you might feel burnout on trying anything new and maybe want to even give up on trying anything new because if nothing ever works, then why keep trying, right? And so that totally makes sense to me. And also, before you really kind of throw your hands up and decide that nervous system retraining is kind of like woo-woo or that it would never work for you, before you make that decision that this isn't something that's worth trying, I want to share with you some examples of how the drills and strategies will address the nervous system. I want to share with you the science behind how the drills and strategies in this kind of an approach work. So that that way, then you can see, number one, that this isn't woo-woo, and number two, that this really isn't something that you have tried before. So you can see that this is really different than everything else that you've tried in the past. And that's the thing, because repeating the same types of things or treatments that didn't work in the past isn't going to work because it hasn't worked, right? Instead, you really need a different approach. And this is something that my clients have been able to realize is that if you want to see different results, you've got to try a different approach. You've got to go after the deeper root cause of the pain in order to get any results, right? Like my client, Lisa, who was able to go from like having head to toe pain at an average baseline level of like a six out of 10 
down to a two out of 10 in just a few months. Or like my client Kira, who was able to get in control of her pain and get her pain level at its worst down from a nine out of 10 to a three out of 10 at its worst and come off of her pain medications in the process. Or like my client, Jamie, who increased her ability to function and become more active from about a level of like 15%, which is next to nothing, right? Improving that and taking it all the way up to over 80% in just a matter of weeks, while at the same time dropping her pain levels from an eight out of 10 at its worst to a three out of 10 at its worst and experiencing more pain-free days and experiencing improvements in her depression and her anxiety, her fatigue, her brain fog, and so much more, right? These clients realized that the, the things that they had tried in the past that didn't work, they didn't work because they didn't address the deeper problem within their nervous system. But that is the kind of relief that is possible, but it doesn't happen by doing more of the same treatments, right? Your physical therapy, your injections, your surgery, you're losing weight, you're taking medications. All of those things are going to keep having the same effects they always have. And so what I want you to think about, what I want you to realize is that those treatments will never address the underlying problem of nervous system sensitivity. In order to address any chronic pain problem, we need to address the changes in the nervous system. And that's actually a really good segue into what I want to talk about today, because I want you to understand how the treatments inside a nervous system approach work, like the science behind the treatments. And in order to do that, we need to start by talking about what the different changes are in the nervous system that cause pain and contribute to stubborn pain. And then what we want to do, what we need to do is find a treatment that addresses each nervous system change right? Number one, you need to understand what every component of a nervous system sensitivity problem is, and then you can start addressing each individual part of that, right? Now, there are several different changes that happen in the nervous system that cause nervous system sensitivity, and there are different treatments or drills or strategies or exercises, whatever you want to call them, that will address each change. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain just a few of those nervous system changes. I'm going to tell you about just four changes that happen in the nervous system. And then I will explain how each treatment addresses that part of the nervous system sensitivity problem. So let's get right into it. Okay. Change number one is peripheral nerves become more sensitive, right? Peripheral nerves become more sensitive. One thing you need to understand is that every nerve has a resting level of electrical activity inside of it at all times. And in order for a nerve to fire, that electrical activity has to be raised up enough to reach a threshold. Nothing happens unless that electrical activity in the nerve hits threshold. And once that threshold is reached, the nerve gets to send a message. It says, danger, danger, danger. But when our peripheral nerves become more sensitive, essentially what happens is that baseline level of electrical activity inside of those nerves gets raised up. It gets closer to the activation threshold. And what that means is that a smaller stimulus or a less dangerous stimulus can cause the nerve to fire. Now, the treatment for this nervous system change will directly lower the sensitivity of those nerves to movement and changes in blood supply. Okay, so the treatments have a direct impact on the sensitivity of those nerves to changes in movement and changes in blood supply. The best part about that is as those nerves become less sensitive to changes in movement and changes in blood supply, the sensitivity 
of the entire nerve decreases. So that means that the baseline electrical activity lowers and thus makes it makes the nerve overall less sensitive to all stimuli, not just movement and not just blood supply. So that includes things like stress, right? The nerve becomes less sensitive to stress levels or changes in stress levels, or in other words, changes in cortisol. The nerve becomes less sensitive to inflammation. So it's less responsive whenever we have changes in inflammation or immune system responses, and it becomes less sensitive to changes in temperature. So those nerves are less reactive to changes in temperature, which is fantastic because that means that those peripheral nerves end up sending less danger messages overall. So that was change number one. Change number two has to do with the sensory information processing ability in our brain changes. So again, change number two involves the ability of the brain to process sensory information that it's getting from the body, okay? And so what happens is pain causes a change in the brain's ability to correctly process the information that it gets from the body, okay? So when a message, a danger message, for example, or not a danger message, any kind of message is sent up the spinal cord, it gets to the brain, and then the brain receives that message, and instead of knowing what the message means, it can't interpret the message correctly. So the brain ends up assuming that the message that it's getting means danger or it means potential injury. And one thing I wanna mention or note is that this is not something that's happening on a conscious level. Like this is not something that you have, you've been thinking about or you've been deciding like, oh, that message is dangerous or that means potential injury and you're not doing this consciously. Like this is something that's happening in the deeper parts of our brain. It's happening inside of like our caveman or cavewoman parts of our brain. It's happening in the subconscious parts of our brain. And so this is something that's happening kind of on its own. It's happening automatically, right? So the brain gets this message. It can't tell what the message means. It can't decide accurately if it means you're in danger or if it means that you're safe. And so it automatically will assume that you're in danger or that there's a potential injury. And then the brain will then activate its protective responses and it will activate pain as the alarm to notify you, let you know, hey, potential danger, potential injury. And so essentially what's happening is the brain is letting you know, it's setting off that pain alarm when the messages that are being sent are actually not danger messages and when those messages are danger messages. So everything sounds like danger, 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 potential injury, which is not friendly. We don't want that right? We want the brain to accurately interpret the messages that it's getting from the body. Now, the treatments for this will actually strengthen up those parts of the brain so that the brain is better able to correctly interpret the messages that it's getting from that region of your body, right? So that way it can respond more appropriately. So if something really is really dangerous or a potential injury is really happening, it can activate its appropriate protective responses and activate pain to let you know about that. But if it is, if it's something that is not dangerous, for example, like maybe it's just a change in temperature, a small change in temperature, and it's not a, at a dangerous level, then the brain can correctly interpret that. And it can just say, Hey, you know what? We just need to move on. We don't need to react. Right? So the brain can correctly process that information, decide when it is a threat and when it's dangerous and when it's a potential injury or when it's really nothing to worry about instead of reacting to every message as if it means that there's something potentially catastrophic happening, okay? And then change number three, the third nervous system change is that there is a strengthening of pain pathways. 
okay, our pain pathways become stronger, right? So the more any neurologic pathway gets triggered, it becomes stronger. You can almost think of this like muscle memory, right? The more you practice something, the better you get at it, the more automatic it can become, similar to like tying shoes or dry, driving stick shift or riding a bike, right? So we develop this kind of muscle memory for these different things. And essentially that's what muscle memory is, is that it's a neurologic pathway that get, becomes stronger and becomes more and more automatic with practice and repetition. And so when it comes to pain with repetition, right? You've been in pain for long periods of time. It's been experienced over and over and over again. Those pain pathways become stronger. And as those pain pathways become stronger, they become more automatic and much easily triggered. Okay. Now the treatment for this, when we're trying to reduce the strength of those pain pathways, the treatment for this will actually allow those pathways to weaken over time and become less automatic and less easily triggered. So essentially the pain doesn't have as much of a stronghold in your nervous system. Now, the fourth change or change number four is one pathway, one neurologic pathway can begin to start to get connected to the pain pathway automatically, okay? So over time, for example, if every time you do the dishes, right, it triggers pain. Every time you do the dishes, you experience pain. The nervous system starts to develop this sort of like memory or this connection uh, within this, within the brain, within that forms this relationship and creates a connection between those two neurologic pathways. Okay. So you have a neurologic pathway for doing the dishes, for example, and you have a neurologic pathway for your pain. And those two neurologic pathways start to get connected, right? So that eventually over time with that repetition, every time you do the dishes, right? The automatic response is to activate the pain pathway. It becomes the automatic response, right? It's the nervous system just develops this automated response. And it's almost like you could call it almost like a habit. And so the brain just starts doing this without even really thinking, right? It's just like, oh, we're doing the dishes, boom, pain, right? And so the treatment for this allows the brain to start practicing that first part of the pathway, the first pathway or the thing that always seems to be activating or triggering the pain. So it allows you to activate the pathway for doing the dishes, for example, without at the same time activating the pain pathway. And that will help to reduce those strong connections between those two pathways and essentially help you to like break the habit, right? And at the same time, it teaches the nervous system that doing that thing, the, the dishes, for example, or whatever the thing is, it teaches the nervous system that that is safe. And there's no reason to protect you from doing that thing, even though the nervous system has already learned that every time I've done the dishes in the past, it's it's been dangerous and I need to protect you from doing the dishes essentially, right? And so this is helping to teach the nervous system that doing the dishes is safe. And of course we can apply this to anything, right? It doesn't just have to be doing the dishes. It can be things like sitting, it can be just standing, squatting, reaching, lifting, climbing stairs, laying down, you know, you name it, whatever the thing is, these treatments can help to unwire those connections, those automatic connections. And so gradually over time, you become more able to do that activity more and do it with less pain, less and less pain over time. Now, those are just four of the many nervous system changes that we need to be addressing with our different treatments. The cool thing is that there's an added benefit to doing all those treatments, and that is that 
as the nervous system starts to reverse some of these changes, it doesn't have the need to activate its protective responses nearly as much. So eventually the body starts to relax. It starts to feel safe. It doesn't constantly go into this like, oh, hey, we have a potential injury we need to protect. So it starts to relax. And as a result, you start to feel less anxiety, less irritability, less brain fog, you know, less fatigue. Your muscles are less tense and tight and your joints have are less tight as well. Um, it can help with relieving some of those gut or digestive system problems, or even some of the reproductive system problems and the immune system problems, right? And the inflammation. And all of that is because that fight or flight protective response does not need to get activated as much or anymore, right? Because the body isn't constantly trying to protect you from this potential injury all the time. It's not interpreting every message as a danger message. It's correctly interpreting those messages. And so gradually over time, you get to become more and more active and able to do more and more with less pain in the process so that you can then start to eventually incorporate more stretches and exercises into your routine and actually start seeing those stretches and exercises becoming more effective for you. Now, we just got to talk about four different changes in the nervous system and four different ways that nervous system retraining can help address those changes in the nervous system. But that's just a small glimpse of some of the changes that happen and some of the treatments that are necessary. And so that is why I always say to you guys, you know, this isn't something that we can fix with a couple of exercises or stretches or drills or quick tip strategies, right? People ask me all the time, Alyssa, what are the drills? What are the exercises I should do to fix my chronic pain? And that's just the thing, right? The solution isn't a drill. It isn't an exercise. The solution is a whole system, right? You've got to put these different drills, strategies, tools, education, information. You got to put it all together and start incorporating all of them, right? The solution is a whole system. And the reason my clients are able to see such significant improvements in their pain, their ability to function, their energy, their mood, the reason that they're able to get back in control of their lives is because they had a system that allowed them to address each part of the nervous system sensitivity problem and address each change in the nervous system that I talked to you about today and others as well by incorporating a series of str strategic strategies and drills and exercises into their daily life without it feeling too overwhelming and without it taking up too much time. My clients could have incorporated one or two of those drills, and I'm sure that that would have helped a little bit but really they, what they needed to see that transformation was the whole system. They needed that whole system to address the whole root cause problem. So it does work. The system works. And I'd love to share with you exactly what I mean by that. I would love to show you the exact outcomes my clients have gotten in my program, like the actual results from all of my clients. If you don't believe that this could work because nothing else has worked in the past for you, or you've been in this for so long and you, you just can't imagine how your life could look any different than it does right now, I want you to take a look at these results of my clients. And I want you to think about how it would feel to have an experience like that. So I'm going to leave a link where you can check out that in the description. So definitely go check that out. Okay. And then of course, if you're tired of the pain and you're frustrated with not getting anywhere with the medical system, and you know, you need a different approach, I'd love to have a one-on-one -on -one chat with you over the phone, because we won't know if this is something that you'd benefit from until you and I get to sit down and have a chat just one-on-one. -on -one. 
right? And so that's why I do free one-on-one -on -one phone calls where I will assess your situation and I'll be able to provide more specific recommendations for how you can improve your pain care approach. And you can set that up just by going to my online scheduler and popping yourself in there at a time that really works for you, right? I hope to get to chatting with you soon. As always, thank you for listening. If you found this helpful, please share it with someone who loves you so that they can understand your condition a little bit better and share it with someone who you know is struggling with stubborn pain also. And of course, I'd love it if you left me a review. So thank you again, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, Battling Chronic Pain with Neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning.